Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From NewSounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York, this is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. The Brooklyn-based singer and songwriter Nicole Rodriguez records as Perla. She released an EP back in 2019 called Quilting and Other Activities, a title that somehow fit with her off-kilter sense of folk pop. She's finally released her full-length debut, and it too has a memorable, if slightly longer, title. It's called Oh Glistening Onion, The Nighttime Is Coming. It's an album populated by people trying to figure things out and unexpected animals. Perla is here to play some of her songs with her band, beginning with this one called Ming the Clam. Well, I need to say this all out Feel it rolling in my ribcage I love you sipping honey beer And watching TV on a Tuesday I'm not certain that that much But I'm certain how we touch Is compelled by some great force Other than us And our sky was like a parachute Big and blue and beautiful And we were just two insects Climbing up metallic waterfalls And I was peeling over From the shedding of my own wall Reminder of my limitations I soak myself in Vomit on the floor 
That is Perla and a song called Ming the Clam from uh, her new album, Oh Glistening Onion, the Nighttime is Coming. Perla, it's great to have you here with us. Thanks for having us. Um, it, why don't you introduce the band for us as well? It was such a nice sound. Tell us who's behind it. Thank you. Okay, so Jack McLaughlin is playing pedal steel and synth. Um, Izzy Oren Brown is playing electric guitar and singing some backup vocals. Tyler Pistiglione is playing bass and also singing, and Pelly Greenberg is playing the drums. And Tyler produced the record yes, with you. Yes, and Tyler produced the record. So it's it's such an interesting record, um, and Ming the Clam isn't a bad song to begin with because, you know, it's it's full of very prosaic, everyday kind of things, from a stolen credit card to people moving out of the city to Port Authority, you know. <laughs> And then there are these very surreal things that, that come and go, and they're not just around the edges. They're, they're like woven into the fabric of these songs. Mm-hmm. What, what is that kind of, what are you going for with that balance there? Um, I think that I'm just trying to reflect what I feel like in my life, um, which is that I'm moving through the world and noticing things but also having a lot of big questions about why it is the way it is and why we're all here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to capture, like, a little snapshot of what I feel like in my life, which is a mix of reality and surreal. And and the, the nice thing about it and sort of the comforting thing about it is it's the point of view of someone who hasn't doesn't think they have it all figured out, you know, which... which strikes me as the right way of approaching. I mean, once you think you've figured it all out, life will figure out a way to come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah, I don't think anyone (laughs) has it figured out. But I definitely, like, turn to music as a way of trying to figure it out. Mm. What about, I I mean, for folks who don't know the story of Ming the Clam, and you you have identified her in the song as a she. The, the scientists weren't clear what yeah, it is what the, the gender was, but but this so this clam was it Iceland? Yeah, this? it was found off the coast of Iceland, um, and it was taken in by scientists for research, um, not about how old it was, just general research about something else. Um, and a bunch of clams were dredged up and frozen to be studied. And when they're frozen, they die. Right. And then they realized how old she was, um, which was 507 years old. <laughs> 500 years old. Yeah. The oldest living animal yeah. that, that was that like an individual. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm sure there are more mysterious clams that have lived longer. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, but as a metaphor, mm-hmm. you know, what was, what was her utility in the songwriting process here? Well, I just found it really interesting that, like, the thing that killed her was trying to know more about her. Yeah. And that there are some things in life that you just have to let be what they are Mm. and not try to figure them out too much. It was also, like, the beginning of a relationship, and I, I was, like, trying to just let 
the like beautiful thing exist without trying to understand everything that was happening and why. Yeah. So a lot of these songs sonically present as they have elements of country, of folk, of a kind of almost acoustic indie pop, even though, you know, Izzy is playing an electric guitar and you've got the, is that an omnichord that you have plugged yeah. in? Uh, which you're playing at the same time as, as the guitar. Um, at, but all of these things, once it, it's, it's interesting. Once you think you have the song figured out, something will happen <laughs> to subvert it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think in terms of the sound of the record, it's kind of similar to this idea of mixing the real with the surreal, trying to capture the like the emotional landscape of that experience mm -hmm. through the sound, which is not like predictable um, and has a lot of twists and turns and, and surprises. So yeah, I think, and Tyler and I like work a lot together on this, like how do we build this exact feeling with yeah. sound? So, um, I, I, well, how do you do that then? <laughs> um, honestly, a lot of it is just play and yeah. exploration and trying things and seeing what feels right and not having any limits, mm -hmm. not having any preconceived idea of what it has to be or sound like, just letting the song lead, lead us, right. trusting the song. And, and a lot of the songs, you know, with, with the sounds of, say, country or Laurel Canyon or stuff, that's a very, that's music from well before your time. What, what kind of music did you grow up with? Um, honestly, I grew up with a lot of pop music. Um, whatever was playing on the radio uh, was playing in my house. But in my like early teens, I discovered the like folk music of the '60s and '70s, and it just like struck me and resonated with me, and I was stuck on it forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so now, finding a way to make it your own, uh, and the title of the album, you know. Oh, glistening onion, the nighttime is coming, is just, you know, it's such a kind of trippy, <laughs> what the what sort of title. Um, but when you actually get to the end of the album, when you get near the end and the, the track, the glistening onion plays, and then you hear the context, it's right after a line about the radio. The New Jersey wind, the radio signal. The touch of your skin, the rotating spindle, a glistening onion. The night time is coming, a glistening onion. The night time is coming, a glistening onion. The night time is coming. And it just, for me, just brought up this wonderful image of the, you know, listening to the radio at night. And, and mm. how how magical an experience that used to be for people. And I don't know, hopefully still is. Yeah. What's fun about that title is that, like, I'm not even sure I totally know what it means. And a lot of people have their own interpretations of it, which I feel like happens throughout this album. There's a lot of moments that there's a lot of different things it could mean. And I wanted people to find their own way into it. So I love that you had that, like, it made you feel like listening to the radio before going to sleep. Like it's a really beautiful little memory. Yeah, I, and but again, it was it was in the context of the song. Mm -hmm. As a title, it was just 
you know. Yeah. It, it really is um, something that that is wide open, as mm-hmm. you say, to interpretation. A um, couple of the songs seem to end in mid-sentence, in mid-line, hmm. you know, the, the lyrics, um, including the one you're going to do next, Unglotha. I mean, mm. it's right there in the title. You don't yeah. even finish the title, but, you know, in, in Effort, which you'll do later, and um, uh, Place With No Weather, and the song With, they all end in the middle of a thought. In the glass case where my books and my puppets are safe with with I never thought about that. It's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I I with Unglotha I could talk about that one because that was like very intentional. Like it was sort of leaving this mystery open. Mm. The the song is about sort of how it's so hard to grasp like this world that we're in because we have these ideas that we already made up about how things are and what happens when you take that away. Mm. Um, And I don't know what happens. Yeah, with with, the with is like with this everythingness, this like whole universe. So I think leaving those moments open in those moments were like really to leave space for like the world, like mm. to fill it in. Sort of goes hand in hand with the idea of not knowing, yeah. you know, not ha- feeling like you have it all figured out. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. Well, let's, um, let's hear this song called Unglotha. It's from Perla's new record, O Glistening Onion, The Nighttime is Coming, but uh, let's hear a live performance here in the studio from Perla and her band. Midnight at the station Got me some rattlesnakes Candy can be comfort to me I don't want to be scared Sitting waiting for the train But that is the world I am in That is the world I am in And I dreamt I saw a spaceship Falling towards New York City goes the 
Live music from Perla and the band. The song is called Unglotha. And uh, once again, Perla is the work of Nicole Rodriguez, based here in New York. Where does the name Perla come from? Um, it's named after my grandfather. He was a musician. His name was Jeff Pearl. Um, and he passed away when I was around seven. So I always said if I made a musical project, I would want to name it after him. It feels like this little way to stay connected and sort of remember where the music comes from. Mm. What kind of music did he play? Um, he was in a doo-wop group, and he also was a singer and sang a lot of different genres. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You, you did um, your, your first EP in 2019, it's now 2023, and the LP has just come out. Was it just was it a pandemic thing, or was it just did it just take longer to make something that felt cohesive as an album? Hmm. Um, the pandemic definitely had something to do with it. The album itself took a long time, um, but then there was a bit of a break. We were like almost done recording everything when the pandemic happened, and then we kind of had to take a pause. Um, but most of it was done before the pandemic. Yeah. And then afterwards, when, when you picked up again, did you look at what you'd done and think, oh, I want to get in there and change this? And... It was a little scary. We, <laughs> I think we were scared to reapproach it because we're like, uh-oh, it's been a while. Um, and I can only speak for myself, but... I was like still really happy with all the choices that we made and I was mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised that like we made what we intended to make like in the spirit of the album there are some things you just got to like let them be. <laughs> <laughs> um some of the uh, production choices that you you and Tyler made are are kind of striking. So there's at the end of uh, uh place with no weather there's there's an increased each time the line repeats the reverb gets gets bigger and mm-hmm. longer you stole 
And then um, at the end of uh, About Hunger, About Love, there's a sudden drop of all the reverb away from your voice, and suddenly you're up close on the, you know, I mean, it's, it's, they're very striking kind of psychoacoustic mm-hmm. effects. So what should I know about hunger and about love? Yeah, thank you. I mean, that's all very, very intentional, and it's a part of what I was saying before of building this, like, sonic experience of a feeling so that's kind of how we felt like we could show it right so those little moments distance or closeness or yeah yeah distance closeness like is this person singing like on earth still are they like screaming out from the ether Hmm. um yeah what like world is this happening in what kind of like creature is making this sound um yeah, all of it is very thought out. So let me ask you. I mean, there are repeated mentions of animals. No, the animals themselves don't really. You know, Ming the clam doesn't come back. But, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's all kinds of mentions of different animals throughout the record. It's almost as much a theme as death or memory or nostalgia or love, which, you know, go through the record mm-hmm. as well. So what? What's how is that thread woven in? Um. Well, or maybe maybe a more interesting question is why is that? Why? Thread? Yeah, I wonder why too. I I'm really just drawn to nature and animals and like like how the different ways that everything behaves and exists. And I'm really a lot of the record is about like existence and mm-hmm. um, it's interesting to me that these different creatures exist in this unique way, this way that I don't understand. Um, so I like to watch them and, and they make my songs feel less lonely when there's an animal in it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm just drawn to them. Yeah. Well, um, there's also a lot of dream and waking imagery Mm -hmm. throughout the record as well. And, uh, this, this song called Effort is, um, is, is one of the ones that has, you know, there's a bunch of dream songs and then there's those that are about wakefulness and effort seems to be one of the latter. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Um, Effort is about a time when I was staying up really late because I like felt like I needed to find some sort of clarity or peace before I went to bed. Mm. Um, And it was definitely before a lot of the little realizations that occurred throughout writing the rest of the album. Like, there's the line, I don't know why I'm still awake looking for something to do. Right. Because it was just this, like, I, I would just keep myself up, you know, like looking for something, but I didn't know what. So that very poetic line, in fact, is a very, like, almost a diary entry. That That's actually yeah, what like you were doing. Yeah, like, I was actually looking for things to do, ah, to keep myself busy and yeah. up. And when I could have just went to sleep, you know. Um, 
Oh, where's the poetry in that? <laughs> <laughs> where's the poetry in a good night's rest? <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, you want to do the song for us? Yeah. All right. It's called Effort. Once again, Perla and her band live in the studio.
Effort is the name of the song from Perla, another of the songs that ends in mid-thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am spent, I am spent, I am... And then she's just so spent, she can't even finish, <laughs> finish the line, apparently. <laughs> uh, you switched guitars for that one. Yes. Uh, is this in a different tuning? Yes. Have you done a lot of that kind of finger style, you know, Leo Kotke, John Fahey sort of thing? A little bit. I'm exploring it. Um, yeah. yeah, it just makes the guitar feel a little bit more free. Right. And gets you away from the usual yeah. kind of chord progressions and stuff. Well, the album is called Oh Glistening Onion, The Nighttime Is Coming. And it's, it's just, it's such a wonderful record. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having us. And thanks to our crew, headed as always by technical director Irene Trudell and producer Karen Havlick. Our video editor is Eric Weber. I'm John Schaefer. You can find our videos on the New Sounds YouTube channel or right here at newsounds.org. And after all these years on earth, I still don't know a thing. I read the temporary bubbles in the rising of the spring. One day I'll know for sure, but each day till then is for learning that the only way to love again is.